Easy peeps. This is my first podcast. And um, I want to talk about my um, enlightenment experience. You know, a lot of people regard enlightenment as being... Or I'll rephrase that. There, there are two ways of looking at enlightenment. The first way is from the... Um, or should I say one way is from the outside-in perspective. And the other way is from the inside-out perspective. Now, outside-in is basically um, being enlightened by information from an external source, meaning somebody tells you something, somebody gives you information. This is the outside-in perspective. Um, the inside out perspective is basically um, intuitive um, knowledge and awareness from within uh, from within yourself you know this is a, a spiritual perspective you know spirituality in truth we are all spiritual beings we are all on a spiritual journey people may dispute this this is um, this is a truth. This is a fundamental truth that uh, that I've come to realize um, that we're all on a spiritual journey. When I first started to open up to spirituality, you know, uh, uh, initially I regarded my spiritual journey as beginning at that point some six or seven years ago. Uh, but now I, I do see that we are all on a spiritual journey. So um, you can be enlightened from an inside-out perspective or from an outside-in perspective. Now, inside-out, in truth, uh, every moment of our lives, um, we are enlightened from an outside-in perspective. You know, every piece of information and knowledge that we've received through our um, society and environment if you like parents teachers family members friends whatever all of the information that we receive from any of these sources outside of ourselves these you know we can regard them as being enlightening uh, as it being enlightening information but in truth it's um, what we're actually receiving is somebody else's perspective so it's like, um, you know, to look at it from this perspective of um, one person has a belief and, um, uh, you know, this belief, they might hold this belief quite strong, quite strongly. Uh, and then it's their, it becomes their desire to, um, to get you to see things from their perspective. Um, now the thing is, you know, in reality, you can never see something from somebody else's perspective. You can only see it from your own, you know, um, and this is purely because the way that we experience reality is based on a combination of, of, um, of our senses, our sense perception. So it's like um, 
one person can look at something and say, oh, look at this, this is what I've found and blah, 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 and throw all kinds of judgments and, um, and beliefs into the mix with this um, thing that they believe they see. Um, and they can share that with you. And through the way that they share it with you, lead you to see things from their perspective. Uh, or to try to see things from their perspective, which basically means if this person says to you, look at this, I've seen, this is bad, this shouldn't be happening, this is wrong, and you look at it, you have two choices. You can decide that it is bad, wrong, exactly as they see it, or you can decide to see it from a totally uh, different perspective, which uh, in a roundabout way might be potentially your own. But either way, this is, um, so we, 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 we receive this outside in information and we develop our belief systems around this information. Uh, a lot of people regard this as being um, uh, uh, true enlightenment. Myself, personally, I don't regard this as being true enlightenment. I regard it as being enlightening, but not true enlightenment. You know, true enlightenment comes from within you. Uh, and it's a manner of seeing things as they are, as opposed to how you want to see them. So with true enlightenment, you don't look at something and say, this is wrong, this is bad, this shouldn't be happening. Because everything that is happening is happening because it's supposed to happen, it's supposed to be happening. You know, um, I remember a few years ago, I came to this conclusion where I'd suddenly realized that, or I started to say that I didn't believe in coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. And, um, uh, you know, and at the time when I was saying it, yeah, I was started to come to some, realize some things and seeing certain things and stuff. I wasn't, uh, at that time, I don't regard myself as being enlightened, but I was becoming enlightened. I was questioning a lot of things. I was seeing things from my own perspective. I was seeing myself from a di in a different light and um, uh, so I started addressing this idea of coincidence and everything happens for a reason I don't believe in coincidence but then I had uh, an enlightening moment while I was meditating one evening or I was in contemplation uh, and this uh, experience it was like uh, uh, an intuitive thought that, that basically came to me that basically said um, in a roundabout way, if you don't believe in coincidence, then everything about your whole entire life, you have to look at it from a different perspective. Um, you know, and, um, and basically what that means is that, yeah, in truth, if I don't subscribe to the idea of coincidence, everything happens for a reason then that basically means every single aspect of my life experience has happened and is going to happen for a reason. Um, but then you have to come to this point of asking yourself, what is the reason? Now, this is true enlightenment to me. You know, true enlightenment basically reverses your approach. So it's rather than looking at the world and questioning it, you now 
question the world within yourself. So it's, it becomes something that you are now looking at the world from within yourself. So from your core, it's like if you look at the world with your two external eyes, you know, if you look at the world through your, through your senses, your sense perception, then you are looking outward. So looking outwardly means that you are not part of that observation, okay? But then from the inside out perspective, this is to, to basically say that you are looking at the world from within yourself. So you don't only see the world, but you see yourself in the world. So uh, from this perspective, everything about the world, including yourself, is one. It's one observation, okay? So this is an inner observation, um, an observation that comes from within you and it, it shows you everything, yourself included. So, you know, um, from this perspective, you know, there's no judging. Um, you, um, there's no judging of right and wrong and good and bad and this and that and so on and so forth. All of this ceases. Because now you are looking at something, you are looking at, at one thing as opposed to a, a multitude of things. Um, from this perspective, there's no comparisons. There's nothing to compare anything to. Um, there's no judgments. Um, you know, it's like, you are now looking at things from a source or a soul perspective. So it's like you're coming from beyond your present experience. This is the spiritual identity um, that I'm referring to. You're coming from beyond your physical experience. You know, I've read a lot of things and I've, I've um, a number of things that I've read and stuff that have sort of triggered trains of thought and stuff. But, you know, like I say, the enlightenment and, and awareness, becoming more aware and waking up. You know, waking up is another thing that I, um, I often read uh, people's attitudes towards waking up and trying to wake up the masses and all of this kind of stuff. Um, and, I, you know, my reality is this. I want to put a status up on uh, my social media Facebook page. Nobody likes to be awakened with a bucket of cold water. Uh, and, you know, in reality, there's, there's a, 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 I suppose, a growing number of people that think it's their responsibility to wake others up. Uh, waking up should be, in reality, a gradual process for any individual, meaning that we go through this process uh, at our own pace. And if somebody thinks that it's their responsibility to wake you up, then this is a misguided perception. You know, um, because what this actual process of waking somebody up is, is showing somebody your perspective. You know, so it would be like me saying that, um, yeah, it's my responsibility to show people um, 
what they need to see, uh, which for me is quite ignorant. It's ignorance in itself. You know, it's I I I I would rather see it as being my responsibility to be here for people to make the choice for themselves. You know, but then at the same time, I'm going through a process of understanding. Um, I'm going through a process of 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 um, of shedding the old um, self-defeating mindset. You know, we, um, through our process of education, you know, and again, there's a lot of people that I've heard over the years say that this is wrong, we shouldn't have been shown this, we shouldn't be taught in this way, and so on and so on and so forth. Uh, um, but what I see now myself is, as I said earlier, I don't prescribe to the idea of, of coincidence anymore. So everything about our whole, our whole educational process is exactly as it's meant to be. Um, and the reason for this, as I see it now, is karma. So it's like um, we have to go through these processes in order for our karmas to be actualized or realized. Some karmas are blatantly um, uh, uh, sort of blatantly there from the moment that we're born in some cases. For some of us, our karmas might not actually materialize or surface until later on in life. You know, but either way, if we have karmas, they are going to materialize sooner or later or at some point. And the only way that these karmas can materialize is through uh, external um, situations. So it is like um, if you have a certain karma, you need um, you need the environment that's going to promote that karma or going to allow for that karma to be present or, or to be experienced. Uh, and so in that respect, um, when the combination uh, arises or is presented, your karma can be experienced. You can experience your karma. And, you know, karma comes in many different forms. It all depends on um, on the experience, the the action that brought, brought about the karma in the first place. So, you know, there are many schools of thought that believe that everything that we, we go through in our whole life experience is wrong. We shouldn't go through this. You know, my whole path now is basically to to release myself from this burden of, um, of problem seeking. You know, we're constantly seeking problems. We're constantly looking for reasons to not do this or reasons why we can't do that and so on and so forth. We're constantly looking for somebody or something to blame, some organization or whatever. We can't do this because of them. We can't have this because of them. We can't whatever. Uh, my whole process now is to, to, to basically go beyond that sort of mindset by saying like, okay, um, I'm responsible for myself. It's my karma that brought me here. It's my karma that placed me in this place in time to have all of these life experiences. Um, it's my karma that's um, bore 
all of the struggles that I've experienced and, and, you know, the mindset that I possess. It's my karma that's brought all of this into play. Everything is uh, comes right back to me. You know, I have this saying, everything returns to its source. And basically what I mean by this is that, you know, um, in oneness, meaning we are one, all is one. You know, I often hear people say that uh, they they prefix the word one with only. You know, well, only symbolizes um, uh, or reflects a limiting perspective. You know, there's 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 no only. Only the word only isn't even necessary. Um, you know, we are one. There is one body. Um, one body, one mind. Let's look at it like this. You know, mind is the creator of the illusion. You know, when 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 I die, nobody's going to see things from my perspective. You know, people might um, refer to the words that I've used and the things that I've said in the past and what have you. People might remember me in their thoughts, in their memories and stuff like that. You might find me on videos or in on the music that I've made and what have you. But nobody's going to see my perspective. No one's going to see the, the world as I saw it. Nobody's going to have that experience. So everything about me dies with me. And the only thing that remains is the way that you think of me. So in that respect, as I see it now, you know, this is true oneness. Oneness is to know that in truth, there is no thing outside of oneself. Okay, but the mind creates this illusion. The mind creates this illusion of the universe and of reality. The mind creates all of this. The mind is, uh, and the capabilities of the mind, limitless. We have no idea. You know, the mind can create so much, um, so much that we believe is real, but it's, it's an illusion. Reality is an illusion, you know, and um, it's, um, I once said to somebody, uh, you know, another way of looking at the mind is, and, and the uh, illusion of reality is that when you go to sleep and you, you are in a, in a dream sleep, you are dreaming. So this moment prior or following a deep sleep, uh, you're in this dream sleep, dream state. And in your dream, you, um, you're interacting with people. You're communicating with people. You're having conversations with people. Could be friends, relatives, um, enemies, could be absolutely anybody. But in your dream, even if it's just one individual, in your dream, you are communicating with an individual. Now, you know, a lot of us probably don't recall our dreams so well, but some of us do. And, you know, I often recall my dreams quite, sort of quite vividly. And in your dream, you're communicating with somebody. But then, you know, you get your head around this. This dream is happening in your mind. It's happening in your head. 
It's not happening anywhere else, but it's in your head. Your thoughts are generating this dream, right? This dream is happening in your mind, okay? So we all have this belief, our own mind, our own um, thoughts, and so on and so forth. So just think for a moment that this is happening in your head and in your mind. You're communicating with somebody, but you have no idea what this person is going to say to you. So you're having a conversation with somebody in your dream, right? In your dream, you're having a conversation with somebody. This person is speaking back to you, but you don't know what they're saying. You know, this isn't like a normal thought that you're having where, you know, your mind's doing its usual thing, wandering around to and fro, and you're thinking about a conversation that you've, you could have had or you feel you should have had or how you should have said something. So this thought means that in your head you're creating this dialogue, you're having this conversation with somebody, but at the same time, you're also creating the dialogue for this person in your thoughts, okay? It's like you're reenacting the moment and this experience and at the same time, you're creating this, these the words for this other person to say in your thoughts. But when you compare that to a dream, in your dream, you don't know what somebody's going to say. This is why we often get frightened by our dreams and stuff, because we don't know what's happening. We've got no idea what's going on. Uh, and this is a mind aspect. This is all in the mind. And the same goes for our reality. It's all in the mind. So in truth, your dream is no different from reality. It's all part of the same illusion. Some people say this is an illusion, that's an illusion, as if to say that there's loads of different illusions in reality. But reality is the illusion. There's not loads of illusions. There is an illusion, and it is reality. Um, and this reality, it moulds itself into so many different ways and forms and situations and circumstances and so on and so forth. This reality and the mind that creates it it creates all of these things, the universe, the planets, the solar system, all of these aspects of reality are created within the mind. So the mind itself creates all of these things. The mind itself, um, in order to um, um, to um, to develop its self-identity uh, creates the body. Okay, so the body and the mind are one. The body, you might think of the body as being, yeah, your human body, your human sort of physical makeup or whatever. You might regard this as being the body, but I'm not speaking about the, the physical body here. I'm speaking about the universe. The universe is the body um, for the mind. Okay. So every aspect of the universe is uh, a reflection of the mind. But the, the, the problem is, from an individual's perspective, so from a human perspective, for example, from you know, as myself as an individual, the problem is the mind cannot identify itself. So the mind creates all of these things within itself, but... It, it has nothing to identify itself as the mind. It just has all of these different things that are constructed within itself. Okay, so 
and one of these things is our physical bodies. You know, our physical body is part of that mind construction. Uh, and it is with all of these elements, these physical bodies, whether it's a planet, whether it's a tree, whether it's a human body, a pig, a cow, a horse, a, a building, a brick, a stone, a rock, a mountain, the sea, whatever it is, all of these things are a body for the mind to identify itself. But then the mind cannot see itself as being the sea. The mind cannot see itself as being the mountain. The mind cannot see itself as being a tree or a planet or a star or the moon. The mind cannot liken itself to all of these things because the mind is too great to be one of these individual things. So all of these bodies are the mind. The um, and the mind is all of these bodies. So, you know, this is where everything starts to get confusing. This is, in truth, where we are becoming sort of more and more lost because we cannot escape this, this um, confinement, this mental confinement. You know, we're at a point now where um, I call it the age of information or the access, the age of access to information. There's information flying around left, right, and center, everywhere you look. You know, we've got the internet now, which has really opened the door to this access of information. At one point, there were certain, only certain things that you could find if you looked. And if you wanted to find anything more, you had to really look deep. But now everybody's sharing everything. You can find anything out. You can find out so much about a single individual you don't have to look very far social media and all the rest of it this is the age of information but now we're becoming it's 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 like a double-edged sword you know it has its benefits but then also um it has its limitations and one of these limitations as i see it is the fact that now because we have this access to information what we're actually doing is we we're um, bombarding ourselves with more information on top of all the information that we've already got. So it's like we're overwhelming ourselves, basically. We're overwhelming ourselves with more and more information um, when we haven't really truly, uh, truly grasped the information that we've already got. Um, so now what we're doing is basically we're using the mind ever more so to confuse the mind. The mind's already confused. You know, the mind's already confused. The mind's already confused because uh, it's trying to understand something that, in truth, it can never understand. It, the mind can never understand itself. It's as simple as that. You know, you look at films like The Matrix and stuff and, you know, all these kind of ideas about computers taking over and blah, 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 computers thinking for themselves. The mind is the computer. The mind is the computer that starts, that, that thinks for itself. You know, I know The Matrix, when people watch The Matrix and stuff, we get this con this perception that it's outside um, authorities and, and, and outside... Um, systems that are trying to control us as individuals but the reality absolute the absolute reality is the mind is the computer
The mind is the computer, which, if it is um, not truly understood, it will take over uh, quite destructively, uh, um, unfortunately. And the reason why it's quite destructive is because it doesn't truly understand. You know, the mind doesn't understand emotions and, and all of this kind of stuff. The mind just understands logic, just like a computer. You fill a computer with logic and with data and stuff. The computer manages to work out equations and stuff like that. The mind is exactly the same. So what we have is we have this system of education where we're filling the mind with all this information and then we use this information to understand the world. But in reality, the world is the mind. So we're using, we're taking information in from the mind and we're using this information to understand the mind. It's a paradox. And it's... Um, and the more you, you begin to see this, the, the ridiculousness of it, but this is the way that we act and this is the way that we interact. So, um, you know, we're trying to grasp the mind using the mind. And this is, you know, what science has been doing for so long. Science still now, you know, sometimes I watch debates and stuff. And one of the most pointless debates that I see, I've seen a number of them on the internet. And it's between... Uh, a spiritual teacher and a scientist you know um, two totally different schools of thought if you like but the reality is the scientist can only use the information that he has before him everything that the scientist uses to gain his information is um, what he sees before him uh, now you know from a spiritual perspective you know one can say that uh, even if you are guided intuitively, meaning from the inside out, it is still a mind perspective. But there's a reality. And that reality is, as I see it, that um, the mind can only understand itself. Or, or I'll rather, I'll rephrase that. The mind tries to understand itself it tries to see itself but the mind cannot because it's dependent on uh, our interpretation of things so basically um we put um we create a language within the mind and then we use that information um to understand our reality but in reality, what's actually happening is the mind is giving us the um, uh, the opportunity to create information. And we create information about the mind. And then the mind uses that information to understand itself badly. <laughs> it don't understand itself. Because every time it tries, it finds something else to question. But then on the other hand... Um, the intuitive um, approach, the inside out um, sort of examination if you like, this is from beyond the mind um, this is from consciousness itself and you know I speak about all of this kind of stuff and uh, you know I try and keep things as simple as I can um, you know for a while I've been sort of 
speaking about this kind of stuff and I know at times I, f I sort of fall over myself trying to explain but the truth is I, 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 my, my aim is to keep things as simple as possible and and I realize that obviously everything that I'm saying is coming from the mind but the the um, the truth as I see it now is beyond the mind is you is your truth your authenticity the absolution if you like the absolute truth and it is from beyond the mind that the mind is influenced and then this uh, from this influence we are intuitively taught from within so the information that we receive actually comes from consciousness itself consciousness which um, you know, I call it consciousness, consciousness, which is, uh, true awareness, which is essentially who or what we are, true awareness, pure awareness. It is knowledge of presence without presence. So what this means is that we are actually here, but not here. And through this being here, but not being here, we are able to influence reality. And through this influence, we are able to um, uh, speak about consciousness and, and the mind and beyond the mind and, and all of this, you know, all of these things. I can speak about all of this through uh, my conscious awareness and being consciously aware. So it all comes down to this simple fact that there is one, not only one, not just one, one. And from one comes two, but not two meaning another one, two meaning you have one and then within one, two appear. So everything appears, everything happens inside of one. Uh, so one, as I've said before, is the blank canvas onto which reality appears. The two that appears uh, within one is mind and body. Um, mind and body is the duality. And from that mind-body combination, um, the potential of mind is so great that mind begins to see the body as separate from itself. This is the separation of mind and body. Once we have this separation of mind and body, we fall into this... Um, uh, bottomless pit of um of object reality you know everything now becomes a way of defining ourselves this is the mind trying to identify itself you know we use phrases like i am this i am that i am the other i am so on i am this i am not that i am not the other i am blah 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 and all of these things are basically the mind trying to find an identity for itself but it come to fail it's going to continue to fail it's never going to find the identity for itself 
because the mind is the creator of things um, and it's it's in that creation of things that we then look at our reality as being everything as being different from everything else um, but yeah I'm going to leave it at that point um, my first podcast uh, thanks for listening um, and um, keep your eyes peeled for the next one until then peace peace peace